Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Coffee and Convos podcast, where the best conversations happen over coffee. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm here at Gold Standard Studios again. Super excited to record with our guest today. It's Courtney, also known as Coco San Diego. She is an incredible lifestyle blogger who talks about all things San Diego and Baja, and she also works for the YMCA. Yep, that's Yee. me. I'm so excited for you to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Of I love course. it. I'm so excited to chat with you. I I remember when we connected, it was at like that gelato spot. And I was like, oh my gosh, you look so fun. And then um, we got to taste gelato and just like enjoy that tasting and stuff. But anything yeah. with ice cream, I'll be there. I guess I'll gelato. <laughs> Any like that's my favorite thing ever. So oh, it's so good. So good. So for those who don't know who you are, I'd love for you to kind of just share your story. Yeah. So, gosh, where to start? Back in 19... No. Um, you can start that far yeah, back if you Yeah, like. exactly. Um, I'm actually originally born and raised in um, or from San Jose, California, oh, up nice. in the Bay Area. Which I, um, which I loved. It was, I love the the diversity, the melting pot of the, um, the bay, the great food, the city. Um, there's so much great things up there, but in the past, gosh, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, um, it's become so fast paced and Mm -hmm. chaotic. Um, so coming down and moving down to San Diego about four years ago, um, was such like a treat because now I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever moving back. And really? Yeah. Well, partly is because it's so expensive. Oh, so true. Um, I'm just telling people that though. Cause I'm like, my rent's not cheap here either. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But it was funny. Actually, when I first moved down here, we moved down, uh, downtown San Diego and, um, so many of my coworkers were like, well, you know, I work for the Y, so obviously we're not getting paid top dollar here, but, um, People immediately said, like, oh, my God, you live downtown. That's so expensive. Mm -hmm. And it was, for me, it was cheaper. And I got to live in a downtown area and, like, walk around. I was like, two bedroom, two bath. Like, I get to walk everywhere. It's a little Italy. I can go to the farmer's market, all this (laughs) stuff, right? And here I'm thinking, you know, $2,600 was very cheap. Because coming from $3,200, I was like, this is a steal. Damn, yeah. So Absolutely. for me, it was it was like great. But we were in North Park. Or now we're in North Park, which I love too. Oh, I love North Park. So, um, but yeah, I started my career in the YMCA um, right out of college. I actually, it was great how I got hired. I am just a tenacious person and just my personality and um, I literally applied everywhere. I graduated college like when um, everybody was looking for a job and, mm-hmm. you know, the recession was still definitely in place. And so um, people with years of experience were having, you know, a hard time finding a job. And yeah. someone straight out of college was like, good luck. Um, but this woman in, took a chance on me and I interviewed, I applied for this um, director of communications role at the YMCA. And I went through the whole process. I did a project. They made us do a project and all this stuff. And I got called in and she said, can you come down, you know, tomorrow? And I sat with her and she said, um, so I'm not going to give you the position you wanted. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, can she just tell me like oh, this over the phone? Like, lady? no. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. 
So um, she said, but I am going to give you the um, associate director of communications. And because I see something in you and I really want um, to give you a chance and an opportunity. And if you work up to it in the next year, I'll give you that title. So sure enough, I did that. I did marketing communications and a little bit of fundraising. Mm -hmm. Every year it got to be more fundraising to a point where um, the job actually split. They said you either go the fundraising route or the marketing route. Oh, wow. And I said um, that I would stick with the fundraising because I love the people. I love the impact. I love... um, knowing that, you know, I'm selling an opportunity to give someone else an opportunity. So I love that. I went that route. It actually ended up being the way um, better choice, the career wise, because mm-hmm. um, I went from one YMCA where I was raising about 300,000 um, to now I oversee 19 YMCAs here in San Diego County in terms of their annual giving. Oh my gosh. Which is about 6.7 million. Girl, that's so awesome. yeah. Yeah. It's that so is fun. So cool. So what does a job like that entail for you? A really busy job. Yeah. Um, I can yeah. imagine. So uh, I think the coolest thing about my job is I get to meet people from all walks of life. Mm-hmm. I get to meet um the homeless mom that is 17 year old, 17 years old, who has an 18 month old and has been homeless. And we had the opportunity to bring her into our transitional home. And now she's a thriving, she's 20 years old and she's thriving and she graduated or on her way to graduate college. Um, Then I also get to meet the CEO that has been very successful and wants to make an impact in his community or her community. Um, and so from that end, I get to meet people from everywhere, all over San Diego. Um, but really what it means is also I get to support all of our YMCAs, um, raising funds. So we have about 2,500 volunteers and currently we're in our annual campaign right now. So it's a very busy time for me, but about 2,500 volunteers that go out and raise funds on behalf of the Y. Um, and like I said, this year we're going to raise, last year we raised 6.7 million. Um, our goal is 6.7 this year too. And I'm hoping we're going to get to 6.8. Um, but it's just, it's just such a, you know, breath of fresh air and, and really that annual giving splits out into multiple sections. So we Mm -hmm. have, um, in the fall, we have a staff giving portion, which almost, um, this last year we had about 2,900 of our staff um, give a donation to the Y. Um, so they're taking their own hard work money and yeah. giving back. And it was about $450,000. Oh, our wow. Staff that gave. is amazing. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. So that kind of starts in the fall and then we have our board members that give. Um, and then right now we're kind of in the community ask like phase of it where we're going out and volunteers are going out and asking for donations and so we're about halfway there we're like I think I looked at the report we're like 48 percent so oh man I got another um we end April 1st so I'm like that's so close yeah so close (laughs) I'm like no so far yeah so close and so um yeah I go almost every night to a different Y event supporting the volunteers I was at Hooley's last night Alanese County oh my god tonight I'll be at our Jackie Robinson YMCA and yeah, it's really fun. That is so awesome. 
you just sound so busy doing all this stuff <laughs> for your work and for the why mm-hmm. and all the things you do for the community. And I love the passion behind it because I could totally tell that like this is your jam. Yeah. Um, but you also have like this other life, I feel like, as a yeah. blogger, because I had no idea that you worked for the Y even until like I started seeing more of like your stories and um, more behind the scenes stuff that you would share. So tell us more about that, kind of like how you started your to build like your online presence as yeah. like Coco San Diego too. So Coco San Diego is um my other per- persona. It's so funny because <laughs> my friends and I will be like, oh, no, Coco got invited to that. Courtney's not cool enough to it. Oh so we my always gosh. like joke around <laughs> that she's her own like person, but it is just me. But really, um, uh, when I moved down here four years ago, I only had a handful of friends and it's hard to make friends when you're an adult, mm-hmm. like unless it's work friends, which I had a handful of work friends, but not anyone like I was connecting on a deep level with. Um, and I just, you know, I'm not a person of change. And within, um, a year I moved, got engaged, got married, moved oh, in wow. with my husband, which moving in with a guy's a, a completely the <laughs> new change, right? So <laughs> learning that aspect and then learning marriage and all of that. And so I just was like freaking out, you know, starting a new career. So I went from what I multiplied basically what I was doing to 19 of them, Um, so it was just a super, super stressful time. Mm -hmm. And, um, I am extroverted, super extroverted, but in the sense of like where I get my energy too is, um, where my husband's very different. He's, you know, needs time by himself. Like me, if I have a hard day, if I want to celebrate, like I always want to be around people. It's what energizes me. So we found ourselves going out all the time to different restaurants and different things. And I would post like, oh, my gosh, you have to try this place. And I love always like giving recommendations. Yeah. Um, But I also love being a connector and I love networking. And that's part of like what I even do at the Y as well. So um, I had friends that were like, you should start talking about this more. Like you should like post a website or like I'll use Instagram or blog or whatever. Um to share your experiences. Mm -hmm. And so I always say like, I created Coco or I like Coco San Diego to me is like a first, a way to connect and to meet people. Um, I have met so many great people. I wouldn't have met you if I wasn't, you know, (laughs) um, I've met so many great people from that. Um, and also just connecting others. So it's so great too, because I'll hear like someone will say, oh, I'm looking for this, or I wish I knew someone this. I'm like, oh my gosh, you got to meet so-and-so because I've met them and like connect them. And, um, and so that in itself has just kind of been so fun. So from meeting people to networking, to connecting and just to freaking having fun and like showing that you can be a boss way, you can work really mm-hmm. hard, but also just have, you know, work-life balance and work hard, play hard. And that's kind of how it started. And um, it's just been such a, such a cool experience for me. So it's I more of a, that. and it's more of a hobby too. I think it's, you know, and I know a lot of women and a lot of other bloggers that, you know, it's hard out there. They're like hustling. Yeah. And I'm just very fortunate that I'm like, I have a full-time job. And to me, it's a hobby. Like I don't mm-hmm. ever want to push things that I wouldn't do or, right. um, you know, take collabs or whatever. 
Totally. I say no to a lot of things because it doesn't fit with what I do. And also I just told myself that this is for me to have fun and to like meet people and do what I want to do in the moment. It becomes, it feels like a job to me. I need to taper it off. Mm, I love that perspective because I feel like a lot of people kind of feel either like, okay, they have to stick with their nine to five or they have to like turn their creative side hustle into like a full-time thing. But I love that you, like you said, you have this work-life balance and you're able to have like a really great work life and a really great, like, I guess, play life. Yeah. It's a total play and creative outlet for Mm me. Um, And like I said, just going back to just meeting people, you know, I've met so many people and I just love that. I, I feel very blessed that hashtag blessed <laughs> that um, I have a career that I love um, and that I get a lot of, you know, enjoyment from and feel very fulfilled. And every day, you know, it's I don't feel like I'm going to work. I feel like I'm going to do what I was meant to do. So yeah. and that's very different, too. You know, so if I get it, if you're working like a nine to five and you're hating your job and so you oh, need totally. something like yeah. that, but not for me. Yeah. yeah. I, gosh, I, I remember when we first had this like topic of discussion about like, you really want to bring more awareness to the community. And mm-hmm. I love to hear kind of like your perspective on like San Diego and like what we as like San Diegans can do to just help push like our community and our culture forward in like a positive direction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is something that has been really cool to see of people coming together or um, kind of like a lot of people don't know I work for the Y mm-hmm. or um, actually this is a funny story. The other day we were working with some mar- marketing digital company and um, our marketing department was there and they're talking about our website and they start talking about influencers and they're like, oh my gosh, you guys need to like reach out to this Coco San Diego girl because we love her. And she loves the why. Like, you guys should capitalize on that. And I guess they all started laughing. They're like, she works for the why. That is so funny. (laughs) So if anything, like, I love that because, you know, it just connects people and um, it brings, you know, I think it's so cool too. so many people I've met have a why story. They're like, oh, I played basketball at the Y. I learned how to swim. I did camps or... It changed my life, like all these different things. Um, so in terms of community, what's been really cool is um, being able to connect people to local nonprofits. And that's something I've always been very passionate about before I even worked for the Y. I um, worked for a lot of nonprofits, did a lot of volunteering. Um, and I think there is a sense of community here in San Diego. And um, but people are still trying to figure out what they like, what they want to do, what they, if they want to give back. And, um, there's a lot of outlets, but I think people are always thinking like, I have to, if I do, I have to do the soup kitchen and that's Mm. for four hours. And I just don't have time. I work, you know, I'm hourly and I can't take off that time, but there's so many things that here we can do in our community that is basically on your own time. There's a lot of nonprofits and organizations that could, they might need podcast help. 
They might Ooh. need um, someone to help strategize for them. Um, I always am encouraging a lot of my friends um, that are like looking for more. I say, mm-hmm. join a board. What are you passionate about? Like, are you passionate about animals? Are you passionate about um, the ocean? Are you passionate about work-life balance? And there's so many nonprofits out there that are doing great stuff that it doesn't mean you have to recreate the wheel. I think that too is we have um, millennials just in general. And I think San Diego, like we have (laughs) such an entrepreneurial spirit, which is great. But I think we should be better at partnering and doing Mm. things together. And instead of being like, I want to recreate, I want to do this. It's like, okay, who's already doing it great. And how can I be a part of that? And how can I support them? Mm -hmm. And those small nonprofits I've worked for small nonprofits, they're the ones that need us the most. They're the ones. And, and so does a Y, but, um, they need the passion behind like people that and volunteers to come in and say like, Hey, I want to support you in this or, Hey, I, you know, I make earrings and I want to do a proceeds. I want to give back that way. Um, and there's just so many, so much, you know, kind of of that. That's kind of the nonprofit side of it. I love that. Yeah. I've been actually thinking because I was like, oh my gosh, like when Coffee and Convos host events and things like that, I've always considered, I was like, there's so many like nonprofits that give back to like the coffee farmers and everything. But I was wondering, I was like, is there like a coffee nonprofit here in San Diego? But I haven't done all my research yet. So I'm curious to kind of like dive deeper into that and yeah. kind of see how we could give back. Well, there's, um, gosh, what is it? Was it Humble Heart? The coffee, um, it's actually across the street from our Copley Price YMCA, but they have hired refugees. So there's like, there's different community base Mm -hmm. like that, you know, just even going and supporting that coffee shop. Yeah. um, Because they're supporting people in our community, refugees in our community, and giving them jobs and opportunities. So there's so awesome. See, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's like social things that I think like, just even doing that rather, you know, I'm very big on shopping local and shopping Mm -hmm. small too. Um, I try to you know, support local coffee shops or support everything, you know, I can as much as I can. Yeah. You know, I still love, absolutely. still love Nordstrom's and Zara. I'm sorry. Right. But and like I, Target. Yeah, and like exactly. all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You can't deny that. Yeah, But exactly. it is always like, there's always those like things that you can't find in like a Target or Zara that you know that like, you know, Pigment will have. Oh, or, absolutely. Or like these awesome like small boutique shops will have and I think that's the awesome part of it is that there's so many local makers and creators here who create so many unique pieces and just unique stories behind it that just kind of like compel you to support them. You're like, gosh, like how can I like share their stuff or like, you know, there's everything from beauty to like clothing to jewelry and everything. <laughs> oh, I know. And I'm a I'm a storyteller by career and by just like that's kind of what I do on my platform as well. And so you can always sell me on a story. Like if someone and that's what I love to when I give gifts or I like try to yeah. tell people I'm like listen to this story like listen how they they started from the bottom now they're here, you know? <laughs> like can I tell you about oh my it gosh, like yes. I, oh, this is why you should support them and I love hearing those stories and I love sharing those stories. Um, and it's a way people connect more, Yeah, you know, people connect off of stories. I mean, think of how many stories you've retold that you have heard. 
um, people get excited about stories. So there's so many in the community too. Yeah. And I mean, like, just like your story is so unique, right? Like yeah. you came here, like you said, four years ago. Yeah. And you established yourself in the community as not only someone who works for the Y, but someone who shares your insights. Kind of, You're kind of like this like influencer insider person. And I yeah. love that you said that you have like two personas because I think that's so neat. Like you don't have to like, I don't know, you don't have to like be – like you're genuinely yourself. Yeah, I feel absolutely. Like. And I think that's something that we can all strive to be, especially in the digital age now, right? Yeah. Because like, I'm sure we all see just like reality TV is just like not reality or whatever's out there. It's like guilty pleasures, but it's also like, oh shit, like you, the image that you portray online is like truly you. Yeah. And then like you get that. Like yeah. I feel like I can – 100% relate to the things you share and it's always things like okay I'm adding that to like my list of yeah, like happy hour yeah. places to go or like okay that looks delicious or like I'm going to Valle de Guadalupe next week and I'm just oh, like girl. I was like going through your feet I was like mm, I'm adding that to my list you well, know let me send you a list yes, too yes <laughs> please and I love that you're actually exploring beyond San Diego too so I'd love to hear more about that and kind of like how you kind of delved beyond the San Diego realm. Yeah, yeah. So um, also that's such a big compliment to me because authenticity is super important because I feel like for years everyone is nervous about to talk about mental illness, body image, mm. um, you know, where they're at in life. And so yeah. I'm loving more to just be like real and then people, you know, can connect. Um, but with kind of being that is kind of just being um, – you know, I mostly was focusing on San Diego and my husband and I ended up, um, would go to Tijuana a lot. And then we started branching out more and then to Valle Guadalupe and Baja. And, um, speaking about like authenticity is, and, um, realness is that I, it's kind of my mission to be like, Hey, there's a lot of good stuff going on here. And Hey, don't believe all the, what the media is mm -hmm. telling you. Um, it's so for me, I want to give people tips and tricks of like, Hey, I'm a white woman with blonde hair. Who's goes to Tijuana all the time. And I've never had an issue. In fact, yeah. I've had an awesome like experience every time. Everyone has always been so nice and so caring. And, um, you just can't necessarily believe everything that you like hear and see. Right. And so um, that's been really cool because a lot, I get a lot of that lately. So it's funny. I, it goes, I feel like through spurts, like I'll get in the summertime, I get a lot of people that will reach out um, from different States and different <sighs> like cities. Like they found me somehow and they're like, Oh my gosh, coming here for the weekend. Like, what should I do? Where mm -hmm. should I go? I want a locals perspective. Um, and now I'm getting a lot of San Diegans that are like, hey, really tell me, like, is it really safe? I'm like, yes, it's really safe. Don't be drunk. Don't be dumb. Like, yeah, you you can find some mean streets in San Diego. I mean, sure. East Village at one o'clock at your areas, you don't want to be either. So mm -hmm. you be you're safe and you don't stay, you know, you don't go in those areas. And the same thing is for Mexico and Tijuana. You just got to be safe and you know, don't act a fool and 
you'll be good all your references i love it yeah i mean it's um but that's been really cool because we just love it and so part of my mission is like hey there's a lot of great culture there's a lot of great mm -hmm. food there's a lot oh of my gosh, yes. great cocktails and um it's a fun place to be and you know i love it we go to I'm going in two weeks again. I was just there last Ooh, weekend. I saw. I saw your fun video that you shared. That <laughs> yeah. was so cute. I loved it. Talk about Instagram. I met all those ladies via Instagram. Really? Yeah. That is awesome. So you start to create like a little community, which yeah. has been kind of fun. Ooh. So tell me more about that. I want to dive in more yeah. about Baja really quick. But um, tell me more about how you've actually created your community online. Because I feel like kind of like what you said before, it is a little bit difficult to make friends. Yeah. So it's just like, what are your like tips and like tactics and like how you befriend people online and yeah. kind of like make them in real life friends? I think, you know what? I have to say, I have not really had... Um, a bad experience. It's funny too, because I feel like where I am, since I'm San Diego and a lifestyle blogger, I get invited to all the different events. So I'll go with the health and wellness bloggers, which I'm definitely a girl, not a health and wellness blogger. <laughs> I would like to think I am, you know, with my smoothie today instead, but <laughs> with collagen in it, but, um, that's as far as I'm I going. But so I get invited to that. And then like, the fashion bloggers where, you know, they look great and awesome to the mommy blogger stuff to like all these different outlets. And so I always find that, um, you know, at first I was always nervous to like go by myself and, um, you know, I always made sure I had a plus one with me because I didn't want to like talk to anybody, but now like everyone is always so nice. I, that's one thing I do have to say. San Diego's like, blogging influencing community is awesome like everyone always has open arms they're like oh tell me more about what you do let me follow you I would love to do this or girl you're doing great at that and um and so then you you start like oh let's grab happy hour now there's plenty I do the adult thing trust me all the time of like we should hang out and then we never do yeah, but yeah <laughs> there's those, some people that you actually do connect with mm -hmm. um and, you know, you start to, you make those relationships. Like, like I said, this group, it ended up like I had seen two of them at um, like two events and we started talking about it. And then they were the bold ones. They reached out and said, hey, we want to, we really want to do this um, Baja trip, but we're like, we don't know where to go. Some of our husbands are feeling nervous. Do oh we drive? God. Do we do this? Can I go without a passport? Like all these different questions. Um so they reached out and I said, yeah, let's, let's do it. And so 10 of us went down. That is so fun. And, and which was really cool. And you never know the dynamic when you're going on a trip with people, yeah, right? You're exactly. always like, and some of them I had met for the first time and, um, Oh wow. Yeah. Like you all traveled together. Yeah. That is yeah. awesome. And, but it was, it was cool. Like they were all so down to earth. Yeah. They're all like, Everyone is so we had like a firefighter and a caterer and a Reiki healer oh, and no way. like so a fabrication, yeah. a teacher. So it's like all these different walks of life and all these different people that came together and just experienced like great times together yeah. and good food and, and good wine and that good booze. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So it really just doesn't hurt to just reach out to someone. No, yeah. Just, like if especially if you just like resonate with like them and like yeah who they are as a person absolutely and there's um been plenty of times where I've like met up with people for coffee or, yeah. or such or like hey can I I want to pick your brain or like yeah 
And if I'm, uh, if I have like time, I'm like, I, I try, I try as much as I can to like. Gosh, I love that. Especially because like, girl, you are busy. I am and busy. Like, I the know. Fact that you are, you know, um, taking the time to be a part of the community and just yeah. like strengthen those relationships with people you connect with and everything. I think that's just like a testimony as to like what an awesome person you are. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's so nice of you. Yeah. But um, so for those kind of like what you're saying, like people get so intimidated, like traveling to Mexico and it's literally like not even half an hour away from where we are right now. You oh, know? yeah, I know. And you cross the border. No problem. And tell me more about like just like tips and tricks of like how to navigate through Absol- Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. So I have di- it's funny. I have different tips and tricks for. Tijuana and mm-hmm. for um well, I, I say Ensenada Valle de Guadalupe because that's where a lot of people are going these days. Yeah. So for Tijuana, I um I always tell everyone walk across because in la- like the border weights are so insane to be in a car. Plus, if you've never driven in another country, it's very chaotic. You have to get um insurance, additional Mexico insurance. And um it just like doesn't make sense. So, um, it unless you're going to go down there and buy a bunch of stuff, I guess. But still, I'm like, if you want to go down for the day, just walk across. So when you walk across, you always want to get a taxi first. I mean, a lot of people will do Ubers and such, but at first, when Uber came into Tijuana, it was kind of the same thing. Like when Uber came into the U.S. and yeah. pe- the taxi people were mad. Well, mm-hmm. here we've got rules and guidelines and laws that the taxi cab drivers can't really do anything, but people you will get mad, the taxi mm-hmm. cab driver. So I always, and plus it just, it supports their economy and who they are. So, um, which I'm very big about supporting local. So I pay the 10 bucks to go wherever I want to go. And then I Uber the rest of the time. Ooh, yeah. That's um, and your phone should work down there if you have an unlimited plan. Most unlimited plans um, include Mexico, but you can always mm-hmm. just call. Before I even had an unlimited plan, I called AT&T, um, and they're like, oh, you want to add Mexico? No problem. It's free of charge. Text and calls are free. And then I had, I think, up to uh, one gig, and that's plenty for a day. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Um, when we also go, I um, I don't wear – I like just look like a normal person. I don't wear anything flashy. I normally wear comfortable shoes because a lot of times we do a lot of walking. Um, and like, I don't bring my wedding ring and, and such just because you just never know. And right. so just to be safe and, yeah. um, at least it puts whether or not, it just gives me a peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I would take a picture of my passport. So I always have it. So just in case and smart, um, like none of those. And, and like I said, nothing bad has happened. We normally pack a, um, a backpack and put like different things in it too, some waters and such. Um, and then I always say I diversify my funds, meaning I put like, I put money all over my body. (laughs) (laughs) Literally like at the end of it, like I'll, I'll get home and change or take a shower. And it's like in my shoe, in my bra, in my pocket. so So if there's like people, I'm always like, Oh, I don't have any cash. I don't have any money. Or like, yeah. Um, so I've had a few friends that have that that tip came from like a few different friends that oh that is so especially funny. for guys too because the first thing like if you are in another country or anywhere the first thing they're gonna want is your it's wallet, wallet. Yeah. and so if you only have twenty bucks in there then it's like 
all right, 20 bucks. But if you have everything else. So for the most part, yeah. And then you just hop around from place to place. There's awesome craft beer. I know there's um, big craft beer scene here in San Diego, which has definitely leaked into, into Tijuana. There's actually a place in Tijuana that it's like, I call it like the adult playground because it used to be, it's called Plaza Zabato or, well, it's right next to Plaza Zabato. It's Plaza Fiesta. And, um, it's an old shopping mall that actually used to be like, I guess, super dangerous, but a developer bought it and they started like cleaning it up and then they started putting different breweries in there. So you can go and there's like 10 breweries and it's like, you just hop from each one to each one. And it's like, it looks like a shopping mall, literally, um, with all the different breweries and such. And that's awesome. There's so many Americans that go there. It's about a mile from the border. Um, Yeah. And I've only been to TJ once. So I think maybe that's where we ended up. Is it there like an alien brewing or something in there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where we ended up. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a ton of them and it's, it's always good and, and fun. And um, Telefonica is also awesome. That has like the food trucks. And now South Norte Brewing Company mm. is in there, which is fun. Um, so that's TJ. TJ's a lot of fun um, and a great like down for the day. We normally, you know, I've stayed the night there too, which has been fun. But um, I think the biggest thing is like to go. It I has like people always tell me stories like, Oh, I used to go there on there 20 years and party and party and party. Yeah. And which I think you can, you just got to be smart. Like it's always the people that have, um, bad experiences is always, I'm like, were they drunk? Were they like, uh, like, did they say something? Did they do that? Where, what area were they in? And so just kind of knowing that, I think just staying on Avenida, Revolution is a great place to just kind of hop around. That's the main strip. And then the places like Plaza Zabato or um, Telefonica, because if you get a little bit north, kind of closer to the border, Zona Norte, is it's like the red light district. And so it's actually kind of sad when you like walk through it. I've done it, but it also just makes you feel unsettled. There's like, no joke, a prostitute from like every like five feet and and so then there's the pimps there and like all it's just not a good area to be in and so and kind of grimy so i tell people like don't go up there like that's and i know there's some like place there's like some party places but i'm like just stay away yeah vide guadalupe i would say um if you're not used to driving in a foreign country hire a driver for the day there's so many tour companies that can like pick you up at the border and take you down and it's relatively um like the group of us we got a van for 10 people for 35 dollars a day wow so um and then to tip them and everything it was like 75 dollars per person for two days of driving to the border or picking us up at the border um taking us to all the wineries and then like coming back because the lines can be really, really like super, super, super long. So there wear closed toed shoes because it's like all dirt. And a lot of them, (laughs) there's dirt everywhere. So I always, I'm like, if you have really cute shoes, don't wear them. Cause they're like, you want even just walking up, it's like gravel or like, it's not a place for stilettos. Oh my gosh. You're so funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, other than that, I mean, same thing, you know, it's 
um, it can get really confusing driving back. There's some great blogs out there that give you like step by step of how to make sure you get into ready lane versus the normal lane, which it, most people with uh, if they have a newer passport, they can get through on the ready lane. Um, but I always recommend Sentry or Global Entry mm -hmm. if you've got it. It makes a hell of a difference. And I say hell like it is extremely I have sat in that line where it's been five hours and you oh, just gosh. are brutal. And the last time that happened, my husband and I were like, we're never doing that again, ever. So we went and applied for a global entry and now in Century and it takes like 15 minutes to get across. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love getting these like insights from you because um, – we're staying in Valle de Guadalupe for about two nights next week. Nice. And we're just like, we have no idea what to expect. We're, we're Oh, make insurance. reservations. Yeah. That's some for places like won't even wineries? let you in. Really? Yeah. I've literally been to, I've learned that the hard way too, of getting to, so Bruma is definitely one of them. Oh gosh. Yeah. They, um, where I've driven up, I'm like, oh, we have time. Let's just go. They do not let you in. And you just sit there and you know, they, they're like, sorry, reservation only. And we're like, well, what if we call and make a reservation? So we literally sat there, called, made a reservation, and they said, we can take you in 30 minutes. So sat in the car until they no could take way. us. Yeah, and there's not a line or anything. They're just very exclusive. Yeah, um, Monte Shanique is like that too. Not all of them. A lot of them you can, you know, come last minute, but some of them are like, super super like oh they're so crazy they have a standard to uphold so make oh, reservations okay. though because it makes it makes life easier too yeah what are some like must go to spots in Vi? oh the number one spot that i think everybody goes to and is definitely worth it is finca altazano mm -hmm. yeah i heard that that you definitely have to make reservations i would okay. like if you're going this weekend make after this podcast, girl, you are making that reservation. I am. Yep. <laughs> they, fill, they fill up really fast and um they'll they turn people away. Oh wow. So that one is awesome. Um, so is Deckman's, which is another like cool, great place to eat. In terms of wineries, my favorite are um, I actually went to a new one this weekend, Decantos, which is a bigger one, but is so pretty. It was where we made the video. Oh, how fun. Um but that one is awesome. Decantos. I love Monte Chenique, but that's another one that you'll need to make reservations for. Beautiful, really good wine. Um, I always recommend Venacava is like one of my fave, fave, faves. Um, they have actually taken a boat and like turned it upside down. And then the tasting room is in it and they like dug it underground. It's, oh, no it's a really cool experience. so cool. Yeah, theirs is really cool. And then they have a killer food truck called Troika right next to it mm. so you can go eat and drink there um i always recommend casa frida for people because i've been there yeah you've yeah. been there yeah I yeah went, it was a weird story but like i did like a a tour oh fun from here to vi yeah 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 for like a whole day and then that was one of the stops and it was it was good it was really cool yeah i like it i just like the vibe there i actually yeah, do not cute. like the wine mm, the food was spectacular Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah. I had some tacos there this week, uh, too. They were they were good. But now they've also made a rooftop yeah. um, bar, which changes things, too, because mm -hmm. sometimes people don't only like wine, right? Exactly. So that is a great place because 
You can do tequila tasting. You can do. I didn't know that. You can do beer. You can order a beer, or you can do the wine tasting. Or if you go upstairs, they have a full bar, and then you can kind of appreciate that. Yeah. Quattro Quattro says so like my one of my favorites. I hear that's like a thing. What's what like what? So that's it. That one needs an insider tip because it it is every time I go, it's changed because it's blown up. So the first time I went used to be able to drive in and drive all the way up to the top of the hill where it is. Mm -hmm. And then you just walk down. Now you, um, same thing. You have to make a reservation. That place will have cars. Like you'll drive by and there's like 20 cars in a line just waiting for it to like to be let in. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to make a reservation there too, but now they let you in. You go into like this, I called it a holding zone, but at least there's like, it's not negative. It has, it has a bar and such. Um, and you wait there for a shuttle to kind of take you all the way up to the mountain to where the bar is. And then, um, so I like people always want to go to that one, but I'm like, you have to set aside a lot of time for it. It's like half a day because you're going to go in. It takes time to get into it. Then you sit, like I said, you wait until the shuttle then takes you up. Then you have your drink or two, which is it's stunning up there. Um, but then you got to get back on the shuttle, it takes you back down. Then you got to walk to your car. And so I did it for um, actually on my birthday and we and we got there at like three and then we stayed until about like six. Oh, wow. 30. Yeah. So it's like a, it, it's a awesome place, but you want to definitely give yourself some time there. Ooh, gosh, I love this. I'm like taking mental notes yeah. and like just getting prepared because like I have no idea what that trip looks like, but yeah, it'll I'll, be fun. <laughs> and look at it on a map too, because a lot of the wineries are on dirt roads, mm. so they can take like while it might be you know really fast to get to that road, it's like some of those roads are super rocky and can take like Venicava, which I love. Is one of my favorites, but it takes forever, like, and it's kind of confusing. It's all on a dirt road and bumpy and, like, Ooh, and gets yeah. you out there. Once you're out there, it's good, but it's kind of annoying, Just, too. like, navigating through there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And there's know. quite a few like that. Good to know. Yeah. It was funny because our tour bus, it was, like, literally, like, a 50-person freaking. Oh, yeah. That is <laughs> a whole. That's a whole crew. And it was, like, so insane because um, we – one of the last places we went to was like El Cielo and just for us to get through the entrance, we got stuck. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> and like, and it was just so funny because like just trying to turn the bus and like all these things, it hit like all these bushes. Yeah. It was so funny. I was like, oh, that was. El Cielo is cool mood. too, but it, it, for me, it feels like Temecula. Yeah. I kind of got that vibe. I was like, it's like eh. this huge mansion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their wine is good and they're good vibes too. But oh, I like like, the ones that have the Mexican culture Mm -hmm. that like have used like a lot of the places I mentioned too have used like repurposed like wood and repurposed like they're very eco-friendly and like um support their community and support like um you know the fabricators there and use like Tijuana designers and so I love that awesome yeah yeah I definitely have to do more research so please send me a list I will I will um but yeah, I love that you're just like so well connected and like you just know your way. <laughs> you're so sweet. It's so cool. I'm Thank like, you. I've lived in San Diego for most of my life and I feel like I'm barely tapping into 
more like you know I have like my favorite restaurants that I go to but yeah even then right like it's I think it's so hard to get out of my comfort zone yeah because you're just like oh like what am I craving like I don't know I don't really feel like trying something new or anything like that and even like I literally only like my first time going to TJ was like last year and that's yeah. like the first time I got my passport you know because we went to Canada like a few months before but yeah, I feel like I'm like barely tapping yeah. into like this whole new sector of things. So I'd love to get like even some like insider tips to like San Diego because I know you said you love North Park. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Like you got married there, you live there now. And, like, yeah, all this really fun. Stuff. I think well for me is I tried to find. Um, so when I came to San Diego, like coming from the Bay Area, you're two hours from everything. I do miss that too because you could be like two hours from the snow, like from you know like Tahoe, Yosemite the Napa, you've got San Francisco, you've got Mm -hmm. Monterey, like you've got all these very different like landscapes and terrains. And so and you come to San Diego and you're like, we got LA sort of or the desert ocean or Tijuana. So, um, not that I was trying to make the best of it, but it's just, (laughs) it's just different. And there's just, just as much as fun stuff to do. It's just different fun. Right. Yeah. So, um, gosh, insider tips. I'm like, I don't even know where to start. I mean, I always ask people when they come, um, you know, what they're looking for. Are they, you know, are they people that like craft cocktails? Are they the, are, do they like breweries? Do they like, um, cause now even like breweries, I tell people, I'm like, don't spend the time going up all the way to Miramar, go to North park because mm-hmm. I mean, you've got fall, you've got second chance, you've got belching beaver, you've got June shine, you've got Epic, you've got, um, rip current, you've got, who am I missing? Thorn, modern times. I mean, every North park brewing, Mike Hess. I mean, you've got like 20 of them right there and all on a street. And now with birds, like you can just mm-hmm. hop from place to place. You can do your own brewery tour. That's so true. Um, so I love that in that, in that terms, um, more and more little Italy. I mean, it's, it's honestly hard to even ke- like, Keep up with everything. Keep up with everything. Gosh, it's so true. I feel like there's like a new restaurant or a new thing just popping yes. up. Yes, like every, every week, week I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't. Trying to report on this is very hard, especially <laughs> when I got a Y event every single night. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I think what's cool too is there's been a lot of, which I love about San Diego, is there's a lot of people's favorites have started expanding to other neighborhoods. Mm. So you see like Farmer's Table, right? Um Ooh. They're now in Little Italy. They're also in um, Mission Hills and La Mesa. So La Mesa is starting to be up and coming too. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, I haven't been yet. I keep telling that I have, I've met two people. I'm like, I promise I'll come to your shop. I promise I'll come to your coffee shop. Like, but Public I just Square. haven't. Huh? Public Square. Yes. There? It's such a good coffee shop. You would love it. Check it out. It's one of my favorites. And they have a really great food program. Oh, gotta see. They it. make their own scones and butters. Oh Amazing. God. Now I gotta go. Yeah. I'm like, see you later. <laughs> see you later work. Um, but yeah, I think that's really cool too. Parakeet Cafe, which started oh, yeah. in La Jolla, is also now in Little mm-hmm. Italy. It's like everything, everyone wants to be in Little Little Italy is so hot right now. It really is. It is. Ever since like the food hall opened and like Yeah. That little area and salt and straw. Oh my god. Oh, I know. I know. I love salt and straw too. We um when we were in Portland, we make sure we got it every time. Yep. But Always. I haven't been to the one here yet. Oh really? Yeah. 
Because there's always been a line. And as much as I love it's ice cream, so I'm funny. like. Yeah, there's always a line. Like, I need to get on. Like, I always tell myself, I need to come on like a Monday or a you, Tuesday. Yeah, at during like the day. 2.30, exactly. you know. It's or so like, ironic that like people always get ice cream at like 10 o'clock at night or something. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. You're going to have to do it that way. Um, Yeah, there's also, I mean, there's, um, you know, I was just thinking this is kind of a side tent side tangent but you're talking about community there's mm-hmm. a lot of great um like women communities yes i love that like there's like the dames collective mm-hmm. and you've got um gosh i'm thinking her name's courtney wall who runs it too. Oh, lady, lady killers yeah like lady killers and there's um you know there's so cl- there's um lemon life social there's so many like groups that if you want to like learn or just meet women there's like so many of those out there. I love yeah. that too. Yeah, it's so true. I feel like there's so many different communities and it's like they're all different. Yeah. But they're all like they have the, the same mission, you know, totally. just to connect other people yeah. to one Gals another. Gals at Brunch. And, that's a good oh, one. Yeah. I've been wanting to go to one of those because I'm I like, know, oh, same. it looks like so much fun. They've like expanded so much in the last few years. It's I insane. know. I met the um, woman uh i believe her name's tiffany that and i was at an event with her and she is just so vibrant and like full of life and she's she's from san diego area Mm -hmm. too and she was just talking about how much it 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 has grown and um and it's just a great like sense of community because there's so many transplants here in san diego you you are a rare breed to find a san diegan like where uh, so what area did you grow up in san diego I Chula Vista. Ah, see, I'm like, it's always Chula Vista, East County, mm-hmm. Poway or North County. You rarely find anybody that is like in like North Park. Yeah. In, like, I have one friend. He went to he's from PB, which I was like, what? He's you're like from, from PB. He's from PB. That's went to funny. Mission Bay High School. And yeah. I'm like, you are a unicorn. Like you, it's how so hard to find people. It really is. That it's are like so that. interesting. But I love that. Like so many people have. Like, you're right. Like, there's so many transplants here. Yeah. And, like, San Diego is such a beautiful city. And I feel like just in the recent years, it's become more, like, known for its creativity and its community. And, like, like you said, like, everyone's so welcoming and nice here. Yeah. That um, you, you, you're bound to find, like, your tribe. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a cool thing is like everybody's from a different place. And mm-hmm. and so people are eager to learn that, very you true. know, um, which I saw, which is very different. Like even going home to the Bay Area, everyone's from a different place, too. But it's always it always start starts off career first. Um, people I always notice that here, too, like immediately like when I have conversations like that, I like blog or that I work for the Y like is secondary. It's always like, Oh, have you ate here before? Like, what's your favorite thing? Uh-huh. Oh, do you, do you have any other recommendations of places yeah. or like, what are your hobbies? Like people start off differently than they do in the Bay area, which is like, where do you work? Mm. Oh, like, and I have plenty of friends that are, you know, just as nauseating as I'm talking about <laughs> where you go out and it just, it's like everywhere you go is a verbal resume, which gets totally. exhausting. It really is. It really is. Exhausting here. It's like, what's your, the verbal resume is like of your lifestyle. Like, Oh, do exactly. you surf? Do you like, 
you, do you hike around here? Like, what do you do? Like, what do you so like? That's so true. That is like, so true. What's your favorite place to eat? What's your favorite, you know, like, yeah. there's like different, it's a, just a different like community, which I love. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. Um, we're getting close to wrapping up. Okay. And one of the last few questions I want to ask is just like your overall piece of advice that you would give to someone who's like an aspiring creative entrepreneur, someone who wants to get more involved in the community. Yeah. I think t- the biggest thing is, I know for me at least, has been um, what's your life mission? Like mm-hmm. what is your long-term goal? Um and what are the steps that you can take to get there? So for me, um, I would love to one day be um, like have my own nonprofit. I don't know what that That's looks awesome. like, mm-hmm. um, but I want to make sure I have the skills and I'm meeting people. I'm recently reading um, Scott Harrison's book. He's the guy who created Char- Charity Water. Oh, okay. And he's it's just so interesting. He um, His story, too, he was a club promoter for 10 years like in New York and he talks about like all he did for sit like he worked six days a week and all he did is party did drugs like all this stuff and he turned 28 and he just realized like what the hell am I doing with my life and um cut everything cold turkey went on a, a a missions trip for two years and um you know, saw the need in, um, Africa for water. He noticed they were doing a lot of medical stuff, but water was a key component because if you're dehydrated, can't drink dirty water. If you've got infections, like you can't clean it with dirty water. Like there was a lot of that. So he came back and he started being a storyteller and used all the connections. Like he, he said he had like a Rolodex, of like 15,000 people that he knew, just that he had met over the years and very successful people. And mm-hmm. that's when he was like, all right, I'm going to try to do this. And then he created a $330 million nonprofit that has eradicated water, uh, dirty water throughout our, you know, the world. And so I look at that. And for me, I was an only child. Uh, my mom had multiple sclerosis and um, she was a single mom. And then she could not walk anymore by the time I was five. And I um, had to grow up very fast, like taking care of her. And I, it was just me, my grandmother and my mom. And um, I actually went to the Y as a kid and mm-hmm. um, went to camp and all these different things. And, you know, fast forward to my first um, couple of years in the Y when I was fundraising and such, um, what we fundraise for is scholarships to give back out to the community and um, to people in need of all walks of life, right? So I like look up in the system and saw that I received financial assistance like two years, like two years into my job and raising money. I had, I knew I went to the Y, but I never knew that I was one of the people that were receiving financial assistance. And I remember sitting there and I just started crying and, um, my employee that was sitting right next to me is a guy who was like, you know, I think guys, when women are crying, they're like, what do I do? Yeah. (laughs) But he like looked at me. He's like, okay. I was like, it all makes sense. And I was like, what? And I was like, it just like, it, it like makes sense of why I'm here and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And like I said, that's why I love what I do. So I think about that and that story of like, it came back, you know, like, paying it forward and what goes around comes around and I've just always had that passion and so I think whether your passion is to help people whether it's to connect people whether it's to create something like 
think about what that is and be okay in a space that, um, I'm the most impatient person ever. So I've been just learning to be okay in a space of like taking it in because those, what you're dealing with now and what you're going through now is eventually you'll be able, it's going to make you stronger. It's going to give you more perspective and give you an opportunity to grow off of that and to jump Mm -hmm. into whatever you're doing. I love that. Wow. (laughs) That story was just like so beautiful. What a Um, full circle moment for you. Yeah. yeah. I I still get like teary eyed and I don't, I've been better of like sharing it for years. I wasn't because it was almost like embarrassed, like, wait, did I received, but I think the the biggest thing for me was creating a sense of normalcy. And, um, while, you know, I, the life was chaotic. I still had a great upbringing. My grandma, God bless her. My Oma is like my perfect person in the world. She did a lot of great things, but you know, kids go through so many things. We all go through so many things and to just feel normal for once and to like feel normal where you are, I think is, something that is underrated and it's something that we can give to kids. And so for me, I'm like, whether you're, uh, you come from a family that's wealthy or in poverty, like to give, to make you just feel like you're a kid, like there's something special about that. So gosh, yeah, that's so beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. Ah. Okay. And one last question we ask everybody is if you can have a coffee and convos with anybody, who would it be? Oh gosh. Gosh, gosh, gosh. Um, that is a good question. I'm like thinking I would love to like, I love Michelle Obama and I think Mm -hmm. she's like awesome. But now like the charity water dude, he's like on my mind right now. Like, because especially after you talked about him, that's such an awesome story. Yeah. I think I'm just so inspired by that. And I was even talking to my best friend, um, last night on the phone about it. And she just says, it's kind of refreshing to hear a story that someone started like in their thirties. And like mm-hmm. people think of like, cause they see all these, you know, like Mark Zuckerberg's and things right. and people get discouraged or like, Ugh, my idea doesn't mean anything. Exactly. Like it's too late. It's never too late. I think that's the best. Like if anything I've learned, I'm like, it just inspired me more to be like, all right, what, what can I do to get there? Yeah. You know? And so I think just asking you know, what inspired him. And like, like I said, he was doing, he was clubbing every single night. So so he's like, he he even says, he's like, I was a dirt person. Like I was not a good person. Like, and to just have that come around and like being able to channel that. But Mm -hmm. if he did not go through that, he would have never met any of those people that helped fund him and like get to the point that he was. Gosh, that's so crazy. So I think right now, Scott Harrison would be my person. That'd be awesome. I could see that. Charity water. Yeah. I'd love to learn. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, for those who want to connect with you, where can they find you? They can find me um, at Coco San Diego. Um, CocoSanDiego.com. Coco at CocoSanDiego.com. <laughs> you can reach out. And yeah, I'm always, I would love to connect with, with anyone. So. Thanks for having me. This is like so cool. That was such a refreshing conversation. I mean, all of them are, but like, I just love hearing people's stories individually, you know? Yeah. That was so nice. And just hearing your full circle moment and everything. I was like, wow, that's, it really is um, a special feeling, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. So thank you so much for being here again. Thank you. Thank you.